0: good like three servings and then and then the fourth one is coming while you're still eating the third
1: serving and, and it's like who ordered this Shit. who ordered this and yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. even like it? cucumber it's like a dank eel it's like who ordered yeah. this? <laughs> this is gonna sit so heavily yeah like, and there's this? like so many of them too oh yeah. my god it's yeah. like no, three we've... why did you write down three it's not three rules it's three servings yeah, yeah. there's like yeah, 30 exactly. things here like and each
0: serving is like 20 yeah. <laughs> oh my god we've all been there man well welcome to the raptors podcast a podcast by raptors fans for raptors fans and sushi lovers uh mm-hmm. it's good to finally have all three of us finally back together it's a little it's been a little difficult i gotta uh i got man i looked at the the baby app we li- literally are 48 days away
1: what? if if, if wow. all
0: things considered like everything is good knock on wood, 48 days away which is crazy to think about
1: so when does that land that's like mid-november <laughs>
0: It's like a little bit of yeah, past mid-November, just a bit.
1: Hey, oh boy, this is exciting. Yeah.
0: It's it's a it's time it's a time and all. See if if you guys were here, if if people could see our our uh, apartment or at least this office where I'm recording. It's just it's just baby stuff. So we gotta we gotta pack and play. We got the stroller here. We got like diapers galore, G- Bi- diaper genie, and then there's me in the in the corner in the little little. Office space recording with you guys, so
1: yeah, man, yes. things are happening. That's going to be an allegory for life from here on out. Your entire <laughs> life, it surrounds your your new little one, but it's going to be amazing. I, know. I say as a non-parent, but like just for I, I can
0: Both both of you are one hundred percent godparents. I'm I'm just letting you guys know that. Oh, uh, okay, so the reason why I wanted to go on with you guys on, on this podcast there are a plethora of things and not all of them are Raptors related even though we are recording this on uh, October the 7th uh, on the Friday where the Raptors are actually playing a preseason game in Houston tonight. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm sure Nick Nurse is trying to shore up all the uh loose ends when it comes to the final roster spots and we will talk about that. But first things first, Jay, you send us the, the, the TMZ video, which is crazy to think about the TMZ video of Draymond Green literally like socking Jordan Poole. So a little okay and he's got a hook yeah he does it was like a superman like lunge forward punch <laughs> let's, let's let's back up a bit though so what i heard and i don't know what i've read i don't know about you guys if you saw the same thing but apparently jordan Poole, and Jay, yeah, i think you you also uh pointed out that like draymond is uh has two years on his contract but jordan Poole is looking for a contract extension and maybe he's talking a little bit too much about what he wants to do, what he when he when he gets an extension and and apparently he wants to like build a pool called Jordan Pool. I don't know, <laughs> this could be this could be all this fake fake stuff, but Draymond, it looked like Draymond would had enough of it. If you watch a TMZ video, you see uh I think it was Draymond instigating. Obviously there's oh, yeah. no audio to it. But Poole pushes back, and then Draymond just full on socks him. Like insert number one. Chris Tucker sound clip, please. Ooh, my Ooh. God, just full on. Like you could hear it from the from the non audio. <laughs> uh, guys, number one, the fact that it was leaked or sold to TMZ is a bad look. The fact that they haven't said anything about the disciplinary action is probably a bad look let me hear it what do you guys think what the hell is going on
1: well that's like los angeles economy right there is like how many <laughs> industries selling stuff to tmz so like you yes. know golden State tmz it's not exactly like a.
0: okay how much do you think that video went for that's my question <laughs>
1: that's my first Well, question. considering how long it took to leak i'm telling you it went for a lot
0: <laughs> like like more than 50k
1: oh god i think yeah if it if this would have been out immediately in fact this would have predated any announcement that there was a, like anything because it looks like golden states try to hide this so the fact that yes. it took this long i'm telling you this went for a lot like because guess, ru- like, it was rumored
0: it was rumored that draymond and Poole had an altercation in practice and then draymond wasn't there for the second practice and apologize after all of that that video finally leaked and it yep. looked much worse than I thought. So yeah, maybe like there was negotiations or something that like, going on.
1: Yeah. Cause like TMZ, uh, we've learned through a uh, former TMZ employee during the Johnny Depp have her trials. It's a s- stupidly fast process. Basically you get the video, you sign whatever rights over. Um, they toss watermarks onto it. So you can't mm-hmm. like copy it without TMZ, you know, branding on it and it's uploaded within an hour. Like everything's within an hour. So mm-hmm. The fact that TMZ, which is usually the first to report this stuff, like they're the quickest on the scene. Like people from the source itself will sell to TMZ. So like, hey, I just got punched by Draymond Green. I'm gonna sell you this video. So not saying that Jordan Poole did that, but that's typically the speed of how this goes. So the fact that there was this news circulating for over a week, almost two weeks at this point, I think. And No, I thought
2: this was so sorry, did this sorry to cut you off, but the altercation happened (laughs) A long time ago? Like I know the Shams no, thing came no, out.
1: Not a
0: long time ago. I think it's been like brewing perhaps, but yeah. like the dream But the actual on altercation
1: fight... was like a week ago, wasn't it? No,
0: well the Shams thing came out two days
1: ago. Two days ago. was it only two days I think it's pretty yeah, recent. Yeah, I mean, it was only I think two days. Ago. Recent. Yeah. Okay, maybe cut this part out and I'm I'm like losing track of time. Uh <laughs> it's all good. Uh it's all good. Well, Re- regardless, it took, like it took yeah, like regardless. a couple of days. Yeah. Usually this would predate it. Um yeah, this sold for a lot, I'm telling you
2: yeah and, and and uh i don't know it's it, it's a shame there's no audio in it like you but you know there are you know jason kind of alluded to it already about the whole pool thing where there was someone else that said that he was yelling triple single out to draymond green of course all this could be just fake news but it's hilarious to think about but there was something obviously that jordan pool said that yeah kind of got draymond going but it's it's draymond kind of taking it that next step and and the way in which he approaches Jordan Poole like you can say all you want about Jordan Poole probably pushed his buttons but it's very obvious in the body language that Draymond really wanted to start something here right and we we've yeah. seen that body language with him before in games and ultimately they haven't ended up in fights but you know he the way in which he reacted to Jordan Poole's push that's it like it's it's obvious that there was something more there than okay I I, I threw an insult at you, and you didn't like it. There's there's a bit of history there that you can tell that goes behind that Superman punch. So, I don't know. It's it's ugly. It's an ugly look for the defending champions mm-hmm. to to have that happen right
0: before the season starts. So,
2: I don't know, Jason. What are your thoughts on on, well, on this? Well,
0: uh, their their GM uh, he they he even said like after the altercation it'll take some time to move forward, but we'll move through it. Uh, I'm confident that they will. This isn't our first thing. This isn't our first thing that's happened. First sense of sense of adversity. We've been through some of this before. Uh, yeah. It's part of the NBA. Like it's, it looks like it's unfortunate that it leaked, you know, like the, I think the the worst part about it is that someone was recording this and it, and to my I guess I wouldn't say knowledge, but I, I would say like this wasn't recorded uh, f- from like a cell phone watching the, the practice. It looked like someone was recording this off a monitor. You know what I mean? Uh, that's oh. why it's it's so blurry so that's what i think i think this was recorded off of when someone is recording like practice but off of the monitor and i don't want to go deep into it like all those rumors or anything like that. but that's the first thing i thought about because why is it so so bad the camera quality for one um yeah and and i think that the whole altercation yes i agree with the, the fact that you know every team probably goes through a, a lot of crap and and don't they don't no one sees it like us uh the fans uh even uh the media they don't see what goes on uh in the locker room they they may see what goes on to practice but not fully and then uh something like this happens i feel like it happens a lot but the fact that it was leaked like this via like a tmz via like it was uh to social media that's what's the bad part about it and they have to clean all of that up now um th- so i think that's what is worse uh but out of all that like it's just a it's just a bad look all around i hope they find, they found out who sold it like that's that's the worst part. I want it shows to know... you that
2: someone in Golden State, someone in that organization, can be bought, whereby mm-hmm. someone in the Raptors organization could not. Because right. no no footage was leaked of Pascal and Nick Nurse's fight. So fair, fair.
1: Again, yeah. That's the Canadian entertainment, you know, if you consider sports entertainment as opposed to like you know its own thing, that's the entertainment industry as opposed to. The LA one, where this is kind of just habitual. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a bad look, and I was thinking the same thing. It's like I wouldn't say that this doesn't happen in in Toronto. Not not the fact that it wouldn't like altercations, but I just think that. uh You know, you think about teams that like don't leak anything or that have a really good rapport uh, uh, when it comes to a whole team atmosphere. And I think Golden State is up there as well as Toronto. So imagine if this happened in Toronto. I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it happening. Uh, But, you know, when you have someone like Draymond Green, who is a who's a firecracker at any time, like you have the and you have cameras rolling all the time. This is a bad look, man. Well,
1: what's clearly happening is that you've got Draymond Green, who is never afraid to speak his mind. You know, the uh, contract situation was brought up between him and Jordan Poole. Draymond Green's always spoken his mind, but he's always had, and I say this as a fan of him as a player. I don't care about the whole triple single thing. I think people bring value outside of padded stats. Um, uh, he he certainly has this antagonistic quality, almost bullyish at times. And then you've got um Jordan Poole, who's clearly finding his, his footing here, feels fantastic as a warrior um mm-hmm. who I guess is developing that that confidence to be able to say shut up back and as a result yeah. you've got one guy like two people who are refusing to stand down one who's like younger who Draymond maybe feel like hasn't like you know earned you know the ability to, to speak in such a way but the Jordan Poole who's like I don't want to be spoken to in such a way at all so This butting of heads is really bad, because these are both people who, um, in my opinion, can easily be discharged to save face. Now, it's a question of who it is. Is it going to be Draymond, who has been with the organization, has been loyal, has been a, a huge portion of the legacy of this dynasty, but is up there in age and not to be rude or anything but is called mr triple single for a reason or jordan Poole, who is younger much fresher to the team doesn't have that much longevity with the team but has a bright future ahead and isn't known typically if we're being antagonistic so unfortunately this places them in a very hideous spot because um if the organization or somebody in the organization is willing to sell this video they're probably also willing to make a trade just to get over this hump. Seriously. That's the way and, that and that's I, kind
2: uh, of why, like that's, that's actually the real reason why I, I, I threw
1: the salaries at both of you
2: guys. It's like just some food for thought, right? If you start to think about the, the domino effect of what this is going to happen, what's going to happen with this team and how toxic that locker room is at the very moment it is. And, and the pressure on the front office to do something about it, whether it is disciplinary action towards Draymond Green or even Jordan Poole, or making some sort of a move, because just imagine your coworker punching you. How is that going to look Mm -hmm. like when you guys are in a board meeting together, right? I think of that in that context, the reason why I gave you guys salaries is, hey, if you want to play around on the trade machine, that's what you're looking at in terms of trades, right? I mean, Jordan Poole is only worth 3 million and Draymond Green is two years and 53 million. So if you're thinking about, okay, maybe Golden State might think about offloading or another team is thinking about swooping in here, those are the numbers you're working with? That's the only reason I well, the main reason I gave you guys those numbers.
1: And one, mm. one last final thing you brought up the locker room, and I think it's so important because <clears throat> I feel like they're both beloved in different ways. So Draymond obviously has kindred with um, with Steph, with Clay, uh, with Looney, with these people that he's played with for a very long time, but at the same time, like, cool is one of the new guys, he's obviously there with, like, Andrew Wiggins when they were finding their footing, but at the same time, he's, like, the third Splash Brother, and he's done amazing things, so this is obviously, like, not even easy to really take sides, because you've probably got some people who Draymond has rubbed the wrong way, let's not forget what happened with Durant, so I'm guessing Durant and Poole aren't the only two people in Golden State history that he's, like, trash-talked, and then you've got Poole, who hasn't been there as long, but there's obviously that heart there as well. So it's like this is this is not good. It's not even just not a good look. It's just not good period for a team coming off a championship where, dare I say it, if everything went well this year, they could have absolutely at least made a good contest to get back to the finals. And just
0: for uh just for pretense, this the altercation happened this past Wednesday, per, per Woj. Already? So, it
1: felt like a month
0: ago. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's all good. But regardless, we'll see what happens. And, and I think you're right. I, I think uh, if honestly, if this didn't if they didn't come off a championship, would this have would this looked worse? Uh, who knows who knows regardless and no, nothing else has happened no no um disciplinary act or nothing they haven't said anything about disciplining them so we'll see uh when the time comes Let's we'll see what happens cuz i'm sure somebody's going to get fined what okay guys i want to ask you what is funnier uh the fact that the Suns got whooped by a ad, the <laughs> adelaide 36ers 134 124 or that there is a french player with the last name ho you fat which one is funny <laughs> man i
1: i gotta I mean, honestly i gotta go with the suns but yeah I, I mean but the suns i'd like to think that they weren't really trying so and we've had that i mean lest we forget i remember going to a raptors game back i think it was during the barjani years maybe earlier where we got our asses kicked by like a greek team like shout out well, shout out to this, the greek this... league
0: <laughs> I was thinking about uh, remember when Anthony uh, Anthony Parker hit a game winner against us? He was face he was playing for Maccabi and, uh, mm-hmm. and for the Israel, and then they- he hit the game winner against us. And then Brian Colangelo decided to sign him <laughs> as yeah. free agent. After. So, th- it's just it's just the fact that I mean the Suns are already looking pretty from like what happened from the previous playoffs what's happening with the ownership who's getting they're getting sold the under adrian's then, gonna punch somebody in next i guess if the <laughs> does not look happy or sound happy to be in phoenix and then they get beat by uh a south australian team uh it's not looking good man jay what did you think about when when you heard that they got beat down by the adelaide 36ers i
2: thought you know what the that's probably like that's just a small portion of why it's 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 hilarious is because not only did they lose to that team, uh, but they also, that team subsequently got whooped by the OKC Thunder.
1: So yes, it's, <laughs> yes did.
2: And then yes, on top of that, did. like, Devin Booker is posting memes about how it's not a big deal. And oh, it's like, like LeBron. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, this is a preseason game. Like, don't even bother. It's, it's just like... If you're gonna, it's his if you're penniness. gonna be trolled, don't answer the troll. You're just egging right. them on even more, right? Like right, the fact right. that
1: Devin Booker is like getting upset by mascots, particularly the Toronto one. He's like, "Oh, I don't want to do double teams or whatever it is during practice." And then like this, <laughs> it's like you're getting frustrated over the least important things. Like you're getting upset over practice. You're getting upset over mascots. You're getting upset over. And that's what makes it so funny just like (laughs) that's why it's funny it's not because it happened because they probably weren't trying that's what makes it funny also shout out to the team name the 36 ers the fact that it sounds like a discount 76ers that also makes it a little funny (laughs) it was like the uh the south adelaide walruses or something you know like a like a mascot i'm not saying that the 36ers are but because we have a 76ers and it's yeah. the 36ers. It just sounds like the no frills equivalent kicking the shit out of a former title contender. It's amazing. Well, I mean,
0: you go, you 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 go first. You go first. No, I was just saying that, like when I when I texted this to uh, Christine, automatically she thought that I like mistakenly typoed to set philadelphia 76ers (laughs) because they are called the adelaide 36ers but but again yeah you're right when it comes to like the devin booker thing is like if the fact that you are responding to uh like who cares like that means that it's kind of affecting you too you know what i mean like it means that you're you're totally like getting affected by all this shit talking towards you. Just don't say anything, man. You're right. It's, it's, it's a preseason respond. game, bro.
1: If LeBron James doesn't respond to Skip Bayless, you can like not get angry over a mascot, like or this, like is like come on, man. You're the cover of 2K. Like get out of here. <laughs> that's so yeah. True. And <laughs> and
2: one one note about um, who you fat.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. <It's, laughs> okay, I think
2: that's my I answer. Think, that's the thing is like it's and where we're. we're we're laughing about it but like he became the 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 focal point at least briefly during one of the most important preseason games like the the Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson matchup was yeah. everything it was mm-hmm. billed to be and yeah. it was amazing and they both showed out and it's like everyone from like nba scouts nba twitter are just gawking at these two and yet somehow Oh, you fat managed you fat. to like find a way to be relevant, so <laughs> not that it wasn't it's, necessarily funny, but like
1: it's not funny, but remarkable then, feet. it's not funny, but like just the fact that people are questioning why other people find it funny, it's becoming funny, like it's not funny, but the fact that we're addressing it as making it funny, I don't know how to explain it,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and shout out to uh, Shaquille O'Neal's son Sharif he scored big he did the jersey swap with ho you fat so really?
0: uh, shout out to sharif
1: O'Neill. you did it right man you went after the oh, right guy that's
0: amazing i hope basically that, you ripped
1: like... one of his father's most famous expressions <laughs> over the years i guess oh man or I got... one of charles Barkley's. i guess you might have to cut that out <laughs> <laughs> It's too good.
0: I just hope that like the 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 French jersey sales are like are like Tony Parker, Rudy Gobert, Webin and Yama, and then Hoyu Fat. That's what oh, I hope. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. want to see like
2: whose whose sales are gonna be higher, Hoyu
1: Fat or Webbin Yama. Yeah, but oh, like well, Yama for sure, but like But <laughs> well, Ho You Fat's gotta be up there. You
2: know? Ho You Fat's gonna pass Gobert. Yeah, <laughs> for
0: sure. He's already taller than Gobert. Like,
2: well, he, yeah, a, he, yeah,
0: he's taller than Gobert. It's incredible.
1: Can you imagine getting Sorry, stuffed I was by about that it. guy and he just hear, like, the announcer, like, oh, you fat. It just sounds like the extra salt in the wound when you're, like, on the ground <laughs> in transition. <laughs> uh, no, but, like, like, have, man, you, hit the like you've seen, you've seen,
0: um, those pictures. Well, I don't know if I showed you before, but there's these pictures of like Shaq and and uh Charles Barkley besides the rock, beside Dwayne Johnson, and like oh, Dwayne yeah. Johnson looks like a stick. Yeah. Like you put you put Victor and you put Roddy Gobert beside each other. Victor, like, he's almost a foot taller. Like it's cr- it it's crazy how you how he can how nimble he is, how tall he is. Like this kid's gonna be incredible.
1: And he's shooting I, like I, Dirk Nowitzki, it's, incre- it's, yeah, it, it's it incredible, incredible. yeah, it is incredible, yeah. Yeah. Say what
2: you want about like who he's facing. Yeah, it's 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 the G League at night, but like the mechanics are there, like the fluidity mm. is there. I, you know, the the tanking this year is going to be off yeah. the wall. Yes, and if you're a Raptors fan, the reason why you would get excited about that is a you know that the Raptors won't tank. We're not in Tampa anymore. We have a superstar in the making, Scotty Barnes, right? We don't need to tank, but the thought that Several teams are going to be tanking because it's not just those two. This is a deep top heavy draft. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's going to be a lot of teams tanking where the Raptors are going to benefit. And John Hollinger mentioned uh, recently on a athletic post is that um, teams are going to be selling those teams that are wanting to drop out are going to be selling at the trade deadline. Teams like the Raptors Mm -hmm. can swoop in and take advantage of that. Right. Hello, Shay. So, I would just say that, like, just keep an eye out on that, on those teams that are going to be tanking, the Indianas, the San Antonios, the Utahs, they're going to want to get rid of anyone that's any kind of good at basketball. And mm-hmm. one other thing I would add to this is that uh, Sam Quinn of, of CBS has this very interesting theory of, okay, well, we know that tanking's going to happen. How do you mask the fact that you're tanking? Well, one theory is just hire or sign a whole bunch of washed players. Because then you give off the impression that yes, we're doing this for the fans. We're bringing back Carmelo Anthony and DeMarcus Cousins, but really, we know that they suck, and they're going to help contribute to our losing. So that's an interesting theory that I want to see come to fruition. I want to see. I've never
0: thought about that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I want to see like uh, Isaiah Thomas and DeMarcus Cousins playing forty minutes a night for. The Indiana Pacers, like, yeah, this is something that'll get me excited over watching these tanking teams.
1: Either that, yeah. or you uh, replicate one of the best episodes of South Park, The Losing Edge, where the boys don't want to keep doing well at baseball, so they keep trying to lose on purpose so they don't have to like go to the next tier of the championship run. <laughs> but then they face like well, they the final keep team on they winning, face. yeah. The right? final team that they face is so good at losing that they look like they're trying, but they're losing on purpose. So it's like, oh my god, he's like. <laughs> bunting with precision so it's like maybe that so this would
0: be an amazing oklahoma city versus orlando
1: magic kind of situation wow just i can't believe they're reaching 200 points apiece in regular time but uh, like oh my goodness so we're about to hit the the overtime and there's just something here they're trying their best at defense but they're all all the shots are dropping what is going on and it's like meeting all the kings yeah. and the thunder are like can you just cave? No, you cave. I'm yeah, getting don't... that dude. I'm getting that dude. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to. Okay. Either that or because um, I actually don't know the logistics of this. I know the uh, rumblings of the uh, Las Vegas and Seattle teams that are apparently on their way. Could they potentially, when they're crafting their teams, get some good picks out of this year? Because it's not just the one player. There's quite a few prospects that we're hearing.
2: No, it's too early. They're, too early. They're at least they're at least two years away, so well, you can't accumulate picks for a team that technically doesn't exist yet. So I was
1: just hoping that, like, how how amazing would it be if Seattle instantly had a better team than the Thunder? Like, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, that would have that been would awesome. Be interesting.
0: Well, honestly, I feel like Vegas is going to have a team before Seattle. I mean yeah. just because they already have. I mean, they have the facilities already, and. Uh, One LeBron wants to have a team there too. I think
2: both, man. Like, they're they're not just going to expand and bring one team in. It's usually. They have to do it it, as. Everything has to be like in even numbers. So,
0: they're bringing on two, is my guess. Listen, expand the WNBA first. There you go. The doesn't need
1: more teams. Which, speaking of which, shout outs to Las Vegas and Seattle. Two of the best teams in the WNBA. So, potentially, Mm -hmm. that's where. It's not because part of it's Vegas, a part of it's Seattle. (laughs) Literally, Mm. those are the reasons why they're getting the expansion. But I'd like to think a teensy bit that the WNBA had a teensy bit of influence. I don't know.
0: I hope so. Regardless, bring them to Toronto. Uh, Speaking of Toronto. The Toronto Raptors are again, as I said they are they're gonna face the Houston Rockets. uh so we'll see how how that happens but I wanted to go back to um the the a couple of games that they've played already one uh against Utah in Alberta and the one that they just faced against boston and and I think against Utah I mean Utah is pretty terrible in my eyes like they it, it was no there there was really no competition but against boston uh I feel like the, the starting lineup kind of sucked and the the best part about it was f- when the fourth string guys came in and why I want to talk about the fourth string guys because these all of these these five i guess Gabe Brown uh DJ Wilson Jeff and Joss Jackson and uh, there was, or well, I guess Ken Birch was playing, but like champagne champagne is injured at the moment, but all these guys are trying their hardest to make the lineup. And out of nowhere, while we were down by like 17, uh, these guys brought us back and actually won the game in overtime. Guys, what did you think about these last few guys? I feel like every single one of them, well, at least of those four had a time to shine. And I think one of them probably outshone most of it. But like, I wanted to see what where you guys' thoughts are. Who do you think is going to make the final roster spot? Again, albeit there's still going to be more games before the tip off on the, uh, against the Cavs. Uh, but yeah, let me know what you guys think about the last few uh, roster spots.
2: I, I know we're we're not supposed to overanalyze preseason games, but because there are only five games, another way to think about it is we are forty percent of the way through the preseason already, and. I think the deadline to make final cuts is October 17th. So that's from the time we're recording this, is 10 days away. There are three games left. By the time you're listening, this is probably only two games left. And yeah, it's it's it, something is starting to crystallize here, but it's not in the way that we thought. I'm getting very much 2017 benchmark vibes for these after these mm. first two games, where the starters are like, eh, they're okay, they'll whatever. They can kind of hold their own. They're not doing so fantastic. And then the bench just blows things away. And we saw that in, in both games, right? It's the bench that pulled the Raptors away from the Jazz. It's the bench that put together that amazing fourth quarter comeback. And again, I get it. It's preseason. But the, the significance of that is the who, right? And, and Jason, you mentioned those names already. And I got to say, I think all of us agreed that heading into to training camp, heading into preseason, when Two spots left or three if you want to consider Hernan Gomez, then it was gonna to go to Hernan Gomez, Banton, and Champagny. It just yeah. made sense specifically with Hernan Gomez getting a fully guaranteed contract, with Banton and Champagne playing you know as as well as they did last year and having the highest partial guaranteed contracts of the remaining players. So it made sense. But one thing has become clear, Banton definitely making this team like 100% I, I can't see a way in which he's not on this team yeah i would even say that he's he's probably the backup to 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 Red van, van Vliet. like i don't know if i don't know like Flynn's good but like vanth has just been blowing my mind anyways then that leaves two spots right and again you would think it's fernando gomez but he hasn't really done much right he mm-hmm. he hasn't wowed me the way that josh jackson has the way that gabe brown has <laughs> So, um, bless you. Uh, so, I think that the the one thing to think about here, and, and this is what I worry about too, is that Justin Champagny, he was injured throughout Summer League. He missed all of Summer League. He hasn't played yet. What I worry about is he is entering, and I tweeted about this, he might be the next O'Shea percent of this team, whereby he kind of thought that he was making the team. He had the guarantee. He had the right. playing time. He had the game. But someone surprisingly passed him during training camp, and that was Utah Watanabe. And then look what happened to Brissett. He blew up with Indiana. Great for him. Um, I wonder if Champagne's kind of in that zone now where like it's unfortunate that he's injured, but Josh Jackson has looked good. Again, Gabe Brown is kind of come out of nowhere and is is providing a spark. I mean, does, does Josh Jackson has has Josh Jackson passed him? Like, would you be willing to? give that up or or is it do you bite the bullet on another fully guaranteed contract which you've already done with by waiving Svi do you also waive Juancho in order to keep Champagne and Josh Jackson so a lot of things to consider yeah. but but at, at the heart of it is that this is that this team looks good the, the bench looks solid so mm-hmm. um, that's my biggest takeaway from the first couple of games of, of preseason
0: we still even haven't seen Auto Porter Jr. yet play. Mm-hmm. Not saying that that might make a difference, but uh, with that being said, I, I agree with you when it comes to Wancho. I think he's been quite underwhelming. He hasn't really, I, again, I'm taking this all with a grain of salt because this is still preseason. Uh, he hasn't made a three yet, and he hasn't really played too big of a difference when it comes to the defense. Um, I had really high... I still have high hopes for DJ Wilson, uh, but at the same time he he's making mistakes uh he's turning the ball over um but he's a big body out there and who can still shoot and he's semi-reliable when it comes to the free throws uh but out of all of them like i think down was fantastic i thought gabe brown was such a great um three-point threat uh and i'm shouting out the lefties for you jay yes But but josh jackson josh jackson the confidence he has and let's be real man he he was a high draft pick he played a uh, quite a lot of games for phoenix at detroit um his best season was two years ago uh with like 13.4 points uh 25 minutes uh, a game and his three points not very high but like regardless when i'm looking i'm just looking at his like full stats and and his his height is his age and it's it just a it's a kind of a perfect fit and how he played with that third string he played like he didn't belong there as a third string and that's what you want you want someone who uh, is taking an opportunity kind of like f- what Fred VanVleet has done before where he's like listen I don't belong here but I'll show you why I don't belong here and I think that's what Josh Jackson and what the Raptors see in Josh you. Jackson so um yeah, if you if you wanted to clear up some space, I mean, uh, I feel like the the Wancho signing, I'm sure I'm sure it will still kind of, uh, he he still has a lot to to show, and I think the, that he will show it eventually uh, throughout this whole uh, preseason and hopefully into the into the season. But like, if you want to get some, sure up some. Roster spots, you gotta you gotta give a look to Josh Jackson. I think he's opening up a lot of eyes when it comes to this summer camp, man. Let
2: me let me pose the question a bit differently to, to you, Dre. Mm-hmm. Um, it l- let's assume for a second that because Juancho is is fully guaranteed that he makes the roster, and it ultimately boils down to okay, well, well, Gabe Brown, even if he doesn't make the roster, he will be on the nine hundred five, right? So if it boils down to that final spot between Josh Jackson and, and Justin Jampenny, what is more valuable to you for the 15th guy on the roster? Is it the upside and talent that Josh Jackson has? Because again, he he was a former high lottery pick. He's shown some flashes of some offense here. He's known for his defense. Or do you go towards Justin Champagne, who is someone who fits into any of the, the Raptors various rotations, right? He can play the role of the cutter, he can play the role of offensive rebounder, he can play the role of okay, you need a corner three, I'll give it to you. Like he fits so many different things, but is that necessary for a team that has all these wings, right? So mm-hmm. what's more important for that 15th spot? Is it I think he, it-
0: he also knows the system too. He's been Justin Simmons yeah. has been here for a while already, but what do you do? <clears throat> yeah, what do you give it to Josh Jackson for that upside?
1: Uh, well, first off, I just want to quickly comment on the whole, um, Herman Gunas thing where, um, I'm, and I don't mean to sound, like, cynical or anything, but I'm not, like, astonished or let down or anything at all. I feel like this is, like, exactly the type of player that we sign, somebody who's got room to grow. Um, I feel like between the, uh, the Eurobasket run and... I guess, the film where he's Bo Cruz. Uh, I think that's... If neither of those things happened, I don't think we'd be scrutinizing as much as we are. Seriously. So, mm-hmm. on okay. that front, okay. I feel like we'll have to see. Uh, otherwise, I would go with Champagne because I feel like we've got a team where we have, I would argue, quite a bit of depth and a lot of options. Agreed. A lot of options where, can you play Siakam at the 4, at the 5? Where are you going to place... This player, that player, are you going to go for an even lineup, a staggered lineup? Like, I feel like we have so many options. So I love the idea of fluidity and the idea of experimentation. That's just the type of coach that Nick Nurse is. It's not necessarily, this is your role, this is how you're going to do it. I love the idea that if Nick Nurse wants to do a basic-ass play that nobody's expecting, he can. But if he wants to do something a little bit more abstract... He could do that too, and I love again the idea of fluidity. So I've got to give it when you phrase it in such a way, Jay, and uh, and I guess other Jay, um, I would go Champagne. Yeah, and and one other thing
2: I didn't add, you know, and because you mentioned it, right, in terms of uh, youth and development, um, the looking at the ages of this roster, Champagne is the second youngest. Only yep. Scotty Barnes is younger than Champagny. Um Hernan Gomez. DJ Wilson and Josh Jackson are all just below Siakam in terms of age. So in other words, they're older than Anunobi. They're older than Precious and Gary and Bent. And so if we're thinking about youth and, and developing, maybe Champagne is that answer because Josh Jackson has a few years on him already. And if they're almost comparable, or if you're already debating between the two, why not go with the guy who's four years younger? So mm, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to see champagne go, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, champagne is is all the vibes. That's what I think. Um, but, w- Jade, did you say when was the deadline when it comes to Philly? Uh, so the the season rosters? starts
2: October 18th or 19th, but the, the deadline to for cut
0: us. is October 17th, I believe.
2: Okay, so, so we'll already know, right? After, like, yeah. there's, there's three games this week. Preseason's done. We'll know around about this time next week already. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. So as, as Jay mentioned, there's going to be a game, or as I guess I mentioned, there's going to be a game tonight. But the the next couple of preseason games are uh, the Sunday at 6 p.m. against the Bulls, and then uh, next Friday on the 14th in Montreal versus the Celtics, and then we tip it off against I feel like a Mobley-less Cavaliers. We don't know yet because I think mm-hmm. he's still injured. But by that time, we'll probably see what happens to the final roster spots, and then we're off and running, man. Finally finally raptors basketball is back but before we go guys uh today is the um what is it not first pitch maybe tip off i don't know pitch, uh, first pitch first, man first pitch okay for <laughs> 407 uh for for the, your toronto blue jays they are facing the seattle mariners i know this is not a mlb podcast but hey they're toronto. Toronto sports uh, supports Toronto. So they are in the playoffs, the postseason, the wild card games against the Seattle Mariners. I got to ask you guys, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. Uh, shout out to our friends at, um, uh, shoot. What is Adam? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's like Jay's talk, blue Jay's talk, something like that, but shout out to shout out to those guys. Um, what do you guys think? Give me a prediction when it comes to this three game series.
2: I'm worried a bit about Seattle's, uh, starting pitching but I so I'm gonna say that game one is probably getting in and, and this thing pitching wins in the postseason so mm-hmm. uh that worries me a bit but at the end of the day you know th- this home advantage is gonna come through so I'm gonna say the Jays win on Sunday game three um I I won't make a prediction on who wins game Ooh. one or two I just think that it'll end up being a split um but Jays win thanks to the home crowd and a, a late rally somewhere around the seventh or eighth inning so it's going to be exciting and, and hold on to your butts yeah yeah I, uh
0: before i made my prediction Dre, do you have a prediction when it comes to the jason mariners
1: uh uh i mean i uh, hit hit them grand slams and make it to the next round i, I i'm not exactly a baseball connoisseur, uh, or although it is something that like i would like to maybe get into one day it seems like an interesting sport i've got nothing against it i just i i feel like the whole ten thousand 000 game commitment's a little bit daunting to me i think i think that's what it is
0: <laughs> there is a lot of games you're you're not wrong the
1: fact that there's I, like 83 home games so it's even more than a standard nba season 82 games it's 83 it's just home and then you've got all the away ones home alone is longer than a standard nba season by one game yeah. oh my goodness
0: and then when they say back to back, they like literally back to back in the in the
1: day of like that's <laughs> oh, crazy. I, I guess it's like, like some mad, too. Uh, cricket vibes, I guess because cricket could take like multiple days for a match mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, I think so. that's like a three day game. Oh, like
0: what? This is my, my question: Is like when you buy a ticket to a cricket
1: game, do you get a ticket for
0: all three games, or do you only get the ticket for like one day at a time? God, I
1: hope so. Can you imagine if you bought just the third day and you get there and it's like, oh my god, we're losing by ten thousand? Oh jeez.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like so- if it was a close game on the second game and like you can't, but it's already sold out in the third game. Like, what do you do? Do, you, uh, do, do they scalp? Do they scalp for cricket games? I don't know.
2: Oh, it's up, like scalping bro. for the seventh and eighth inning. Is that what you're?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're proposing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're getting our yeah. asses but hey, come on. <laughs> why not come in? We, we've got yeah. we've got nice food, atmosphere. You can read a book. You
0: know. Oh man. Okay. Well, my prediction is that they win in two. Okay. They win.
1: They win today, and they win tomorrow. How and are, are sweep- the Mariners? the Mariners? Are a good team, aren't they? Like, I actually don't know.
2: Yeah, they are. Oh, uh, no, they are. Like this is the thing: yeah. is like
1: both teams,
2: ironically. I mean, Blue Jays fans would remember that the, the the Jays came one win short of the postseason last year. What people forget is that the Mariners were also one win short of the postseason last year. And on top of all that, I mean, these are two franchises that have very strong Canadian fan bases. Whenever you go to a Mariners yes. game before True. this season, let's be real. Uh, yeah, actually, even this year, Vancouver, right? Like just. totally took over Seattle Seattle game. So, uh, I I don't know. I, I, I'm happy that they're able to make the playoffs for the first time in like what, 20 years or something like that. But at the same time, I'm ready to kick their butts. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that the, what I've heard, uh, is that the Jays have a much more firepower, but offense, you know, uh, can be stagnant at times. And then when that happens, like what, what do you do? What do you do? Like, there's so much defense you can you can put out there's, there, and if this has been a resilient like like so, defense. the fact the that pitching, the pitching it the, could be the offense is as strong
2: as it is. I mean, you could even if they you don't too well don't don't do too well against the starting pitchers, the relievers you can kind of pound on. So, I mean, I, I like the resilience I've seen from this team throughout the year. Like, even if they start off slow in a, in a game, you can count on them to kind of put it through at seven, eight, nine. So, it'll be interesting to watch for sure.
0: That's fair. All right. Um, do we have weekly recommends, boys? Jay, do you want to go first, or Dre, do you want to go first when it comes to this week's weekly recommend?
1: Jay, you want to go first?
0: Sure. I
2: started to watch uh, "Welcome to Rexham." Um, oh, so that is
1: yes, I know this—the
2: Ted Lasso-like documentary. <laughs>
1: Rob McElhenney <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds. Really?
2: Yeah, yeah. So it it popped up in my in my streaming services, and I was like, I'll give it a try. I, I honestly had pretty low hopes because I came into it with the mindset that nothing is going to be better than Ted Lasso, but it has not. is nothing Ted Lasso-y about it. Um, it is it's a documentary, so it's real life. And I don't know, I, I just watched one episode so far, and I like it. I like the vibes it's nice. setting off. Um, it, it's got me wanting more. So that's my weekly recommend. Welcome to Wrexon.
1: Yeah, I still want to check that out. And yeah, I certainly got at least minor Ted Lasso vibes, which I'm not a soccer fan by any means. I just, I tried playing it when I was younger. I wasn't very good at it. I just never really continued. But Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso's my jam. So, yeah, Ted Lasso is one of the best shows. I should
0: clarify there is
2: a lot of Ted Lasso vibes, but I think I'm just more comparing it to like scripted versus unscripted.
1: That's that true, and I also yeah. don't think that Ryan Reynolds and Ron McElhenney are completely clueless about the Ameri- or like the uh, British football league. Let's say mm-hmm. the Premier mm-hmm. League. So, um, I, I'm guessing they have a bit of knowledge before they purchase the team, correct?
2: And that's the thing is, like, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I don't think I can even spoil it. But really, the first episode is really just about how did they get it right, and that's a good way to set the table for the rest of the series. And yeah, it was enough to get, keep me interested. So I'm going to have to make time for the remaining 14 episodes on this one.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was, it was still lengthy, but yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that out for me. Um, I say this a little apprehensively for reasons, but as somebody who has spent an ungodly amount of hours playing Overwatch, um, Overwatch 2 is finally out. Um, not, the biggest fan of the changes, including the fact that I've lost all of my unlocked stuff and now have to unlock a bunch of my mains, but Hey, I'll take the, the blank say with a grain of salt. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, problems aside, and there are many problems, including the fact that you can barely even play on the servers. Cause they're so overstuffed. Um, I just like the fact that a lot of people are playing it again. And, um, uh, yeah. When it comes to, like, first-person shooters, I'm obsessed with Overwatch. So, Overwatch 2, outside of its many problems, including completely replacing Overwatch to the fact that it doesn't exist anymore, cutting the teams from 6 down to 5. Again, lots of boneheaded things, but a lot of things that they've kind of approved upon. But uh, I'm hoping that they add, finally add more maps, more modes. They've got a few new characters that are pretty exciting to play as. um, They've tweaked some of the old characters in interesting ways. Um, I don't know. It's still too early to say if this is anything good, but it's like the only thing that's like contemporary that's on my mind right now. So um, I'm going to go with that, and I hope it just gets better as opposed to worse. I've never played Overwatch,
0: but I'm more of a Modern Warfare kind of guy, but... Well, sadly, uh, you'll never
1: be able to play it, because Overwatch 2 completely replaced it, so every time you download Overwatch, right, it's Overwatch Right, that's what I was, now, gonna, sucks, I was gonna... Which sucks, unfortunately. Ask, Sorry, Jason. I've
0: never seen... I've never heard of a, a game that replacing its first original game... <laughs> But giving it a sequel, but you can't play the first game. Like, isn't it the whole point you want lineage? I don't know. I don't understand. Uh, and my recommend uh, I, Am I allowed to recommend something I haven't watched yet, but I know it's going to be good? Uh, regardless, I'm going to go with the Redeem Team that just came mm-hmm. out on Netflix. I can't wait. I'm a sucker for documentary docs and I'm a sucker for NBA docs. So this is right up my alley. It's going to be hard. Um, seeing the late great kobe bryant but you know it's all love uh it's going to be great to watch the Redeem team and how they came about and the 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 camaraderie uh with with lebron carmelo and wade and kobe and it, i just can't wait i can't wait to watch it let me guys let us know how you feel if you have watched it already but uh wait, wait then, just to recap
2: yeah. Of the three of us, two of us recommended documentaries, neither of that was
0: Dre. Did I <laughs> yeah. hear that correctly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe, okay. just I make believe sure. you're right. I believe it. are just just to be clear, we're the ones <laughs> that we came up with docs. Who are uh, who are you, Dre? And what have you done with <laughs> what have you done with Dre? Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, um I like Overwatch too. I completely replaced the old one and uh, he's not anymore. Uh, <laughs> so this is Dre number two. Got it. I understand. Yes, but like I haven't actually like approved upon him in any way. It's just minor. <laughs> no. In fact, I would argue I'm worse.
0: There was nothing. There was nothing to improve. Dre number one and two are perfect. Oh, this is
2: Dre zero point five is what we're getting.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't. That's I don't there. know about perfect. I mean, geez. perfect, <laughs> perfect to us. But all right, there you
0: have it, guys. Uh, thanks again for joining us on that's rep podcast. We can't wait for the season to start and tipping off against the Cavaliers. But until then, that's a